Welcome back to this week's edition of The Walkthrough, where we check off the week's most trending topics in your real estate industry. Joining myself, Byron Lazine, and Eric Simon, the Burke agent, we have Jason Cassidy and Katie Day coming back onto The Walkthrough. Jason obviously is in San Diego, California. He's a content machine, and he is a dream for every Californite. <laughs> Katie Day is from Houston, Texas. She has the Move Me to Texas brand, and we just love Katie. I don't have any rhymes for Katie. That is my introductions for this week. We just rolled right out of a webinar that was on fire. You guys were on fire on how to explode during the holidays on your social media. <laughs> it's a fantastic so, webinar. Not, not explode on your social media, how to explode your social media. Oh, that's media. right. It was explode. Otherwise, I could give a talk on that as well. <laughs> Just kidding. Delete this, Bobby. <laughs> All right. So first topic, let's put up the Tom Ferry graphic. It's an eye grabber that he put up on Instagram, and it could be our soon-to-be reality. Tom writes, as the Fed continues to raise the rate, Unemployment re remains low for now. The Fed could be going after that next. Consumer spending higher than expected and inflation is, well, stuck at eight-ish and not going the direction any of us would like. My question for you, this is Tom saying this, are you ready for a 9% mortgage interest rate? We can show the KCM chart that shows that, yeah, the data is pretty clear. 9% could be the reality. We are on a consistent spike up. The Fed just said this week that they're going to add another three quarters of a point to the federal interest rate. So we'll start with Katie. Are you ready for a world where we're in 9% interest rates? Let's answer Tom's question. I mean, it's definitely not somewhere where I'd like to be, but I think that it is a definite possibility, right? So I think one thing that we've been trying to focus in on with our team and our team with their clients is that there's a lot of opportunity in the market that we didn't see back in January, right? When those rates were at three and 4%. So, you know, I think that there's a lot that consumers can get right now as far as money off of list price. You know, we're seeing a lot of sellers dropping prices on properties. So I that there's still opportunity in the market. We're still going to see properties transact. People still need somewhere to live, um, but it's certainly going to change the landscape of real estate for the next, you know, six months to a year. Uh, twenty twenty three is going to be a lot different than this year was. Jason, are you ready? What are you doing to make sure your clients are ready for a nine percent environment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's on us as real estate agents to be the educators, you know, we're the trusted advisors here. So there's going to be more scenarios where it makes more sense to rent for a little bit. You know what I mean? Because people are still going to need to move, right? So there's, there's still going to be people who are in a condo and then they have kids and now they have to go buy a house. And so there, there's still going to be people transacting. There's just going to be a lot less people transacting coming into 2023 because at 9%, probably 10% um, before, you know, it, before it starts to level back out, it just isn't going to be affordable for a lot of people to buy, put that amount of money down, especially as you're coming into a recession. You know, if even saying put five or 10% down 
on, on a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar purchase, you're talking about forty to eighty grand that you're putting down, taking out of your bank account to put down into a house. Um, that, that's just not going to be feasible for a lot of buyers. So you're going to have a lot more of your buyer pool that is now going to become a renter for the next twelve to, to eighteen months. And sometimes that's okay to give that advice. It's not always a great time to buy. There's sometimes where it makes more sense to rent for a little bit. So just be that trusted advisor. Don't have commission breath and do what's best for you. Um, Obviously, we've talked about the whole, you know, date the rate, marry the house. That's a very popular saying and stuff like that. And I think that you can get into a lot of trouble with the thinking that you can always just refinance when rates come down. Because theoretically, what if like, we just shared that example, a first time home buyer puts 5% down and then six months from now or a year from now, rates are back down, but the prices also have come down 10%. Now they don't have the LTV to refinance either. So they actually physically won't be able to refinance. So it's a dangerous saying just to be able to say, well, you can just refinance later. You have to take a, a, an approach on each individual client, figure out exactly what's the best thing for them, and then be the trusted advisor to guide them there. But that being said, there's still people going to be moving. I think what we're going to see as agents is people are going to realize how tough it is and they're going to get out of the business, which means while the pie is, is going to get a little bit smaller, the total amount of transactions, the amount of people taking slices is also going to get bigger or smaller because people are going to leave the business. So as a, a good agent who's a trusted advisor, you might actually pick up more share of your market, even if the, the entire pie is getting a little bit smaller. Recognize that everybody is trying to scare the hell out of people in your community. So these headlines, and Tom Tool just wrote a blog on BAM, is the media scaring your clients? Here are five data points you need to show them. So all the headlines that are that are going out there are, are people, are, are CNN or, or Fox Business or CNBC are talking at your clients, are yelling at them with scare tactics. And we need to be the voice of reason to show them like number one, that lending standards are not like the early 2000s. That number two, recession, and Bobby, you can continue to scroll through these on the article here. Recession does not equal a housing crisis. These are both KCM uh, charts that you can use right in your content. You can go down to trykcm.com forward slash BAM and start putting these into your content. I'd rip off this BAM blog and use that in your newsletter. Uh, number three, median asking rate, uh, rent rather since 1988. Number four, <clears throat> excuse me, housing price forecasts for 24 to 26 supply and demand ratio quickly changing. This is the headlines. These are the, the type of, you know, charts and information that they need to see as opposed to all of the scare tactics. And then we need to ask a lot of really deep questions. So you can go ahead and drop that off, Bobby. Being really curious with our database, being really curious with the people that we come into contact with. For how long do you see yourself living in Houston? Jason, for how long do you see yourself staying here in San Diego? And, and I know San Diego, and I think, I don't know, Houston, a, a lot of military, folks as well not katie not a ton not not, not no. a ton okay but but houston uh rather san diego for sure a lot of military folks for how long do you see yourself living here in san diego well uh somebody in the military might say three years so to jason's earlier point maybe we talk about renting okay but for a lot of people in a lot of communities the common answer is going to be seven to ten years maybe longer i, I see myself here for the next 10 years the white house you know i I see my I see myself here for at least four, maybe eight. Twenty twenty four. You know, if I run in twenty four, it could be eight. You know, I could be streaming the walkthrough 
from the Oval Office. Uh, you know, let's just. I think it's really important. Put it out that, fingers crossed. It's really important that we're very well versed on the other alternative options for our buyers too. Like you just mentioned, VA here in San Diego. Like one of the options that VA buyers have is that if they're buying a house with that's already got a VA loan on it, they can actually use the VA loan and assume the current homeowner's loan. So they can actually do a, a VA loans are assumable. So you can actually buy that house and take on their 3% loan and then pay the difference in cash, potentially using an equity loan to bridge the gap. So just like we didn't have to think about that five years ago or four years ago, but now having some creative options for someone like a VA buyer who might only be there for three years, if you can maybe get some VA assumable financing, you could theoretically bridge that gap for them too. Just you, you got to be a little bit more creative, I think. For, for everybody who's following Phil Jones, exactly what to say is his book. The the question that I framed up for how long do you see yourself living here in San Diego is the question to ask. The person who's asking the questions is in control of the conversation. And then the person who actually has the data to back up the questions that they're asking and provide extreme value on the back end of those. Okay. If you're going to be here 10 years, let's look at the last 30 years in San Diego. And in any 10 year period, you're a winner on the other end of it. So yeah, I'm going to give you the confidence to go ahead and buy, but I got to start with curiosity to be able to deliver on that confidence so that you can take action as a buyer. A lot of buyers in 2023 are going to win. And unless we give them that extreme confidence as the real estate professional, they're not going to have the chance in 2033 to capitalize on their equity when they sell, because if they stay a renter in 2023, they're never going to be able to do it. Eric, I don't know if you sat on your, oh, I see what's going on. Okay. No, 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 we're good. We're good. Yeah. I just, you know, look, my, my dog had to drink a little bit of water there, but I do want to just add one point to this, Byron. You have the water bowl behind. I mean, what do you, do you think he's going to go oh, three I'm hours sorry. without he was, on, he was on a two hour walk. We've been planning this walkthrough for the last six hours. So, Eric, you know you what? Can't my dog the, had to drink some water. I'm you so think sorry. The water bowl, right? positioned right behind where not all of us can be on the front lawn of the white house. I just want to say one thing about this 9% thing. I don't care about it. I care that the, the post that Tom did was genius. Just one number, a percentage, yeah. and then just asking people their perspective on it. Such a great engagement tactic. And to get a conversation going, like everyone's going to uh, not scroll by that. Sorry. All right. in, the, in the, in the comments, because obviously if you're on YouTube, you you can comment and you can see my background. Uh, how much of a better background is this than any background Dan O'Neill has ever had? As Eric goes to Miles, I mean, if you're if you're listening on if you're listening on audio, this might be one you have to go over to YouTube and check out. Leave us a comment if you love this this background and and also hit that subscribe button if if you could. All right, let, let's go to let's just go to topic number two. Good segue here on the midterms. There's an opportunity here over the next couple of days, if you're seeing this walkthrough right when it's released and all of next week to really capitalize on something that everybody in your community is paying close attention to. People are distracted by what's going on over the next week because it's really important to them, to where they live and how things could change for the next 24 months. So let's talk about what type of content you can put out to be seen as a real estate professional, to stay down the middle, to not take a side on any political stance, but what you can do to really educate people in your community on how some of the things on the ballot might impact their real estate economy. 
I want, I do want to show, uh, Christoph's recent email. I'm on his, you know, his database email. Yeah, I'm on a lot of database emails cause I can learn a lot from others. And Christoph, for everybody that's in Beverly Hills, he's educating them to vote no on measure ULA. Essentially, this is a mansion tax. And so he's not taking a stance on, hey, I think you should vote left. I think you should vote right. He's taking a stance on this one question on the ballot is going to impact our real estate market in a negative way. Here's why. And, and there's a whole, you can, he puts so he puts a video out, put a whole bunch of content into this one email. It's really educational. But what do I think when I see that email? I think he's the expert in my market. Jason, then Katie, then Eric, what type of content could we be doing right now in the midterms to capitalize on this moment when everybody's at a higher attention span? I think that's clutch. I think mean, something like that where I think Kim Pozak in Orlando is doing a great job of it too, where he's going through and just reading off the mallet, or, uh, measure, ballot measures, like the local ones though. So the ones that, that matter to Orlando or in Christoph's case, Beverly Hills, not necessarily weighing in on why you think that the the right or the left or, or this, this or that or any type of like culture war stuff, but actually going into the measures for your local area and just presenting the facts. You kind of mentioned it in there a little bit, but not taking a side one way or the other, try to play it down the middle and just present the facts and then let people in, in your comments kind of go back and forth a little bit, just generate some interest, but just be the provider of the information. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I um, here in Texas, I'm involved with Tree Pack, so the Texas Realtor Pack, right? Mm. And what the entire point of that pack is, is to protect private property rights, right? So in Texas, like we don't have transfer taxes and things like that. And that's because, you know, realtors are protecting different things, you know, in regards to real estate. So I think, you know, either going through the ballot and reading off the things that would impact, you know, school districts or zones or whatever it may be, or property values. But a lot of times your local pack, you know, the political action committee for, for the realtors, will have those, um, you know, measures or things to, that you should be voting yes or no to. So they, they almost even give you that content idea of, hey, if you want to keep property taxes low, vote no on this, vote yes on this for blah, 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 whatever it may be. Instead of deleting the board emails, that could be your content for your, you yep. know, video this week. Eric? Be. I'd be sharing nothing but Breitbart articles to my story <laughs> on a daily basis. Now, what I would be doing is maybe questionnaires or votes. You could pull your audience on these different measures or which candidate they're voting for just to get information and get engagement in your story. That's something you could do. But mm. I will say in 2015, before the 16 election, I tried something out called, I think it might have even been called the Broke News Network before the actual Broke News Network existed. And I just posted some media headlines on my Instagram. And one of them said that I think it was like 55 or 60% of agents are voting for Hillary Clinton. It was just like a stat. I didn't say anything about it, did not comment on it. And I got so many unfollows and so many negative comments that it kind of reinforces your initial point, Byron, that the polarization that everyone feels right now is probably not something you want to do no. in your content, even from just like, hey, I'm just mentioning this type of thing, yeah. unless you're talking about a measure that affects your specific real estate market. So you could get fun with your stories and do questionnaires and polls but, and, and see what your audience likes. But other than that, I wouldn't do I much with the politics. One thing too right now, especially with early voting, um, I keep every day when I see other people post about it, I'm like, oh shit, I need to go early vote so I don't have to go stand in line on election day. But being that resource of, hey, here's how to look up early voting for our county. And then yeah. if you use those That's stickers good. in Instagram, if you're doing an, a story and you put that vote sticker, I voted sticker on it, 
it's going to get way more views because it's the cultural thing that's happening right now. So it's another thing to, you know, garner more attention and, and views on your, your stories. How about this email on Monday, November 7th, before the Tuesday, November 8th midterms, everything you need to know about tomorrow's vote, right? And to Katie's point, here's how you do an early vote. If you need to vote today, here's the, the locations that you can go and vote to and just giving them the information that on Tuesday morning, they're likely to Google anyways, but you've hand delivered it to them in a nice package in an email newsletter. I, I also think here's another brilliant piece of content you could do on Wednesday morning. So set your alarm Wednesday morning, November the 9th for 4 a.m. Wake up and at 5 a.m. So get a little fresh for an hour, maybe take a jog, go to the gym. And at 5 a.m. on Wednesday, November the 9th, record all of the winners from your local election. Here's who won governor. Here's who won this because I know the majority of people that are interested in who won are going to go to bed far too early to find out who the winners are. And the first thing they're going to do on Wednesday in the morning is they're going to go to their phone and they're going to start to search who won in my, my town. Now, if you're the first one to post that video as if you were the reporter, not taking any side, like, geez, you know, you know, this side won or that side won, just reporting it. Here's who won this uh, election. Here's who won this. And you're just rattling off the names. Who won? What percentage of vote? That's it. Get off the video. Get it posted. And when to Jason's point earlier, let everybody else go nuclear in the comments. But all you're doing is providing the information that people are going to search anyway. When you do that, will you have the handheld mic and be staying in front of the White House or will you have a different background? <laughs> I would do it from, you know, whatever, maybe your local community. Uh, okay, like City Hall or something. For yeah. 4 a.m., yeah. wake up, shower, go to the gym, and then record yourself slamming your head against the wall as the election results come out. Um, well, Eric, we'll, we'll both be in South Carolina next week, so I'll come knock on your door at 4 a.m. Oh, that's that. right. It's right you. during that. That's crazy. Oh, it's yeah. going to be 1 a.m. California time. You're going to be bright. Yeah. You're going to be feeling good, Eric. Yeah, that's yeah. a happy hour that night, too. So. Solid. Expect some fire content. There's a lot of content. Green screening your local publications on maybe that big tax measure like Christoph's talking about, the results of somebody's going to write a headline on that. Green screening that and saying this is how it went. Here's how it's going to impact our real estate community. There's a lot of content on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that you can soak out of this moment in time. It won't be as effective three weeks from now, so take advantage of the moment today. Yeah. All right, Elon, he did actually close on Twitter. I cannot believe it. I didn't think he would do it. He did it. And he now has fired the CEO. He's fired the executive team. He's taken it over and he's made drastic changes in a week. One of the biggest changes he's floated out for Twitter is Twitter Blue will go from $4 a month to $8 a month. If you're on Twitter Blue, you'll get the blue check, the verification check. You'll get other features like seeing 50% less ads. Um, you, you'll be able to edit your tweets, which you can do now. I know, Jason, you mentioned that you are on Twitter Blue. So let's go around. Would you guys use Twitter Blue? How are you thinking about Twitter now that Elon officially owns it? Start with Cassidy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was already on Twitter Blue, so that's kind of a tough uh, or an easy question for me. But like, I, I had done it before, 
Um, it allows you to like edit your tweets and you can restructure your, um, your homepage so you can get different stories at the top that you want at the top, stuff like that. But, um, but to have a verification aspect too, uh, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't pay thousands of dollars a month, but for $8 a month, for sure, of course, to make sure that people know that you are the person who you say you are, maybe it's because I'm just so jaded about how Instagram is handling their verification issues and how I, I keep getting these duplicate accounts popped up that any chance that I can get to make sure I have a verification I'll, I'll do, especially for $4 more, $8 total, of course. hundred percent. I'd pay 800 bucks a month to have my Twitter account verified. Instagram for sure. I would pay $800. Oh, I'd pay, I'd pay $80,000 dollars immediately right now to get my account verified are you sending out a flare to anybody who might be listening and can <laughs> yeah my dms will be flooded with crypto scams now but i i think complete satire from from eric on the eighty thousand dollar number exactly um the elon takeover has made twitter a far more enjoyable place to consume content already just because it's been more fun just like the the back and forth and <laughs> just kind of like the anticipation of what's going to happen he even talked about possibly uh, rejuvenating the Vine app. The Vine app, for people who forget, was six-second short-form video content with the same editing feature as TikTok that was kind of revolutionary in terms of how its algorithm reached people. It was that recommendation algorithm. It wasn't the follow algorithm. And Vine was bought by Twitter and then shut down, I think, what, 2015 or something like that? So bringing back that could be huge. So this might be another place for realtors to start building their audience a little bit on Twitter because these things shift so much. We thought Instagram was the golden child and couldn't be touched for a while. And then TikTok came out of nowhere, right? So if, if Twitter starts a new short form content platform, you should probably start building a following there. Also in terms of all these real estate news articles, these are great places to find content. Searching hashtag real estate, searching the uh, Bloomberg articles, the CNBC articles on what's going on in the housing market. Twitter's a great resource to farm content and to use as green screens for other apps. So I would say if you are ignoring Twitter, I think it's time to take a look at it again, especially if you can get verified. Katie, your thoughts. And then I, I want to know, I'm curious, uh, who are your favorite follows on Twitter? Because I think to Eric's point, you can you can learn a lot from Twitter or you can you can take a lot from Twitter to use. I have some real estate specific follows. I mean, I know Eric's oh. probably following some uh, extremists, some... some you know, oh some propagandist, but uh, strip mall guy, follow strip mall guy for real estate news. That's a great one right there. Go, go ahead, Katie. At strip mall guy. I'm honestly, I'm not on Twitter a ton to be able to comment. I think that if they do bring back Vine, it will make it yet another video platform that is competing with TikTok. And like, I think, you know, that in itself is very interesting to me um, because you know, what a lot of us do is content that's longer than six or seven seconds, right? It's 15 to 30 to 60 to 90 seconds. Um, so figuring out how to once again, adjust our content will be interesting. Um, as far as people to follow, I don't, I'm not on Twitter a ton. So I follow like Jimmy Mackin, Chris Smith. Um, I was going to, I was going to say Jimmy, Jimmy Mackin, CEO of Curator, obviously Chris Smith as well, but Jimmy Mackin puts out some just incredible tweets and threads on Twitter breaking down exactly what he would do in an email or, or yeah. how to go and follow up on a client. Really good, valuable stuff. That's all. Jason, oh. any, <laughs> any, anybody you're following? Jimmy and Chris, obvious. Jimmy, Jimmy's my guy. I like Jimmy a lot. So Jimmy and Chris are fantastic follows. Brian uh, Borio, uh, Mark Davidson, like the thousand watt guys are pretty active on Twitter. 
Um, and then, and then the outlets. So, you know what I mean? Like your, your Inman, your real deal, Brook agent media, like the, those type of outlets, just to make sure you're getting the news that you need. Um, and then uh, and for, for me, the rest of it is just like sports related. So Bill Simmons. Yeah, it's it's a, the best place for politics, for sports, for, um, you know, updates on anything that's happening on a, a live event. And I'll say this, um, which I've done for Facebook too, is I use Twitter as a testing site for a lot of my content too. So you should follow at the Brook agent on Twitter, follow me, great follow. Uh, retweeting news articles. And then also I'm basically sharing all of my original ideas on Twitter before they actually become Instagrams or Facebook posts. Here's another follow on Twitter. I, I had to look up his name. Um, Lance Lambert. It's at News Lambert, L-A-M-B-E-R-T, at News Lambert. He's Fortune Magazine. In his bio, it says housing is the business cycle. He puts out some incredible statistics on the housing market. Oftentimes some of the stats I see, I reference, I'll see on his Twitter uh, first. And then I see them other places like the next day or two. So he, he's actually coming out with a bunch of uh, really good in, information. And I would definitely just for, for me, I would definitely be doing Twitter blow if it comes out a hundred percent in the comments. Would you be paying $8 for Twitter blue? Yes or no? It's going to take away so many of the blue checks, like moral power over us. Also, mm -hmm. the fact that all these Twitter accounts are verified and now, I don't know, 20 or 30% of the Twitter audience that decides to buy into Twitter blue, I doubt it'll be that high, but it's going to take away a lot of that. Like, oh, blue check said this. So then it's verifiable information. This is what is actually happening. That's going to be swiped away very quickly. I mean, I hope it prompts Instagram and Facebook to get on their chain. That's the, that's the other thing. You know what I mean? If it yeah. is a way to just show your ID or some sort of, because I'm sure it's not just pay $8. You probably have to verify yourself too. But like if they open up verification on Instagram and Facebook for X dollars, but just like gets that process moving, it'll be a good thing. 100%. Yeah. Any final thoughts, guys? Let's uh, work around final thoughts or anything you guys want to plug real quick before we sign off. Katie? Eric and I will be in South Carolina next week. So I'm excited to see him and shoot videos at 4 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, I, exactly. I can't wait to see the 4 a.m. videos. Don't, don't go near my room at 4 a.m. <laughs> um, Nothing will be happening. Just don't go near it. <laughs> we uh, refer network. We're approaching our six-month mark. Um, we're over 125 members. So if you uh, if you check out our website, refernetwork.co, you'll see a lot of our sites or a lot of our cities that aren't claimed yet. If you're in one of those cities, jump on in have some fun. There's a link in the description for that. And my final thoughts is the webinar today was fantastic. Thank you guys for joining us. We had, you know, 800 signups, a bunch of live viewers concurrently. They were there throughout the entire thing, gave away a ton of information on uh, how to explode your brand over the holidays. So make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. We're going to be sending out a recap of that. So check out a link in the description for a newsletter. Give this video a like. A thumbs up. Let's beat Danny deals now, right, Byron? Yeah, I let's mean, get those subscriptions up. Dan, Dan is—he's gone crazy on Instagram. I've—I've <laughs> I've never seen anybody lose their mind in, you know, a two-week period like well, other than Danny him. Deals. Yeah, yeah, other than him, I've never seen anything quite like it. Uh, definitely in the comments, you know, let me know what your thoughts are on Danny deals. He's—he's <laughs> he's a criminal in my book. He's got a lot to learn. I'm trying to educate him. <laughs> And I hope to I hope to continue to educate him over the coming weeks and months. Um, yeah, the newsletter link will be down in the in the description here, as well as 
every other link Eric rattled off. Hopefully, if Bobby can remember. Oh, all, yeah, all those sorry, links. Refer Network and yeah, the email and the subscription. Email, yeah. Sorry, so, that was far too many. Vote for Byron in 2024, everyone. I, I could Lizine, be. It's going to be me, Kanye, Joe Biden, and uh, the Rock. And the Rock. That's going to be your ballot in tough, 2024. Tough choices. Tough choices. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Biden's going for another four. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you guys watching the walkthrough. We'll see you on next week's walkthrough.